There is a podcast no one asked for. A podcast you never knew you didn't want. Three beers in. This is the podcast. I anticipate a deeply religious experience. Welcome, all our listeners, to the Three Beers In Podcast, Episode 7, The Call of the Cool Guys. Cutter is mistaken for Bigfoot when he takes his family on a trip into the wilderness in their new camper. Hijinks ensue. Why can't you go back where you came from? Hi, this is Tony, and I enjoy drinking porters while I complain about soccer to anyone that'll listen. And also with us is Ross. When he's not being a cake boss, he enjoys a tasty beverage or two. And this is Joel. Hi, Tony. Running his own business really works up a thirst, and he loves to keep it local. This is the podcast. This is the podcast. Today we'll be drinking Adelbert's, an award-winning North Austin microbrewery. Committed to producing quality Belgian-style bottle-conditioned ales, we feel like this is going to be right up our alley. There might be a contrarian in the bunch, but we'll know after we get three beers in. Spoiler alert, Joel is the chariot. <laughs> <laughs> we are looking at the Dancing Monks. And that is da- Ted Dancing Monks. Ted, Ted Dancing Monks. If this affects my major league comeback, I'll sell the bar. <laughs> so our followers on Instagram might notice that we did a little field trip to the Adelbert uh, yes, we Brewery. Did. Would you say we had a good time? I didn't. Well, you. I had a good time because Cutter wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so before we keep talking, we got to pop these bottles. Oh, yes. Puzzle top. All right, so maybe we should mention that these are in bottles. These are bombers. They're 750 milliliters, so we are having to pour these. We. See. But you couldn't tell by the cork. And- yes. <laughs> yes. The sound of the cork. All right. First taste. That is a tasty beer. Wait a minute. This is Cutter's first taste. Yeah, that's my first taste. Oh, yeah. We stretched it a little bit and uh, tried it earlier. Yeah, since we were there. Since you guys are tasting it for a second time today. So, Cutter, what is your first impression? My first impression, delicious. This is very, very good. Obviously. Belgian-style ales are right up my alley, though. Satan's Alley. Mm. So, it's interesting that you said that. So, we did a tour today. And they said that up until this year, they've, since 2011, 2012, they've focused mostly on Belgian style yeast. And now they're kind of expanding upon that to do other types of beer. But uh, so this is more of what you would consider their traditional beer. And now they're kind of moving into new flavors and new profiles. It's cool that we started with this. If I'm not mistaken, she said that the original four were all the Belgian style and then she said they kind of moved into a London. They're using London yeast mm-hmm. for some London ales, mm-hmm. which yeast apparently in the London beers is strictly there to facilitate the fermentation. So not for the flavor. Right. It's just to do the science behind everything. Pretty much, yeah. Well, it was really interesting because the ones that they're really good at and known for are all of the Belgian style. Right. And then the other ones, there was one she was talking about the they do a gin barrel aged beer. Interesting. Okay. And she was like, yeah, you know, if you like gin, it's awesome. But if you don't, (laughs) (laughs) do not drink that. Yeah. Which, you know, I'll have myself a gin and tonic every once in a while, but the idea of a gin aged, I don't know, but they did have gin barrels. They get those from Treaty Oak. And I think they get whiskey from Garrison Brothers and the rum. That was the one that I was the most interested in. Yes, Treaty Oak does rum too, I think. It might be Treaty Oak. Unfortunately, I don't think they actually have beer in those barrels yet. They actually, I don't think they actually have a lot of rum barrels yet. Yeah, it didn't seem to be a priority. Rum's not a very common Texas thing to distill. I enjoy rum. I think it would be good with a... A nice Belgian. Oh, yeah. So for me, I really enjoy this. This was my favorite out of their beers that I tried. I'd say it's definitely a one. It's low on hops, high on malt, and 
That's what I look for. It's not typical of an ale, though. Most, I mean, ales usually have a lot more hops, and so it's very good, very smooth. They yes. did have others yes. that were very high in. Yes, in, uh, they hops. they did, but we aren't drinking those right now. Yeah. Did you guys try the hibiscus saison? I did. One of us did. Yeah. What'd you think? It was really good. It was very tart, but not puckery up like a sour tart. But color was good. Flavor was good. I would have that again. I couldn't drink three of them. <laughs> it was way too tart to have three of them. Yeah. That was one of the weird things. That's one of their canned beers. And I felt that the canned beers that we tried, there wasn't really anything special about those. I had Which tried, ones are you talking about? The I Black Rhino? The, no, I, I didn't try that one. Is that canned? No, you're talking about Scratch and Hippo. Scratch and Hippo, yeah. Oh, come on. Get, get <laughs> no, no, your... that was the coffee one that I tried. I think no, that yeah. one was... That is bottle conditioned. Yeah. That's not in a can. But Scratch and Hippo, which they recently changed that recipe to mm-hmm. better facilitate being canned. Gotcha. And I tried the mango wit as well. Was the mango wit all right? First taste, you get that mango. Mm-hmm. And second or third taste... It kind of just moves back in the flavor. So it's a decent wit. Was it on draft or was it in draft? It was on draft. Yeah, we didn't try them in the cans. Right. Yeah, they do can them, yeah. but we had them. I knew they were, I, I didn't know if they if they had them all on draft up there. And I asked them, which is really cool because Adelbert's, you can just go on their website. They have a contact page and you can just ask them anything, which is what I did. And they bottle condition most of their beers, but they don't bottle condition, of course, the canned beers. They apply a forced carbonation, and then they put them in the cans. It was really interesting. So we also did the brewery tour. We got there a little bit late, and we were like, oh, man, did we miss it? And they're like, yeah, we don't even know if it's going to happen. There was a fire in the back. Apparently, Scott Hovey, the owner and brewmaster, had started a fire in the back. And he really had to keep an eye on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was an accident, I believe. Mm-hmm. But I believe there were 18 people on the tour. And it's not a big brewery. Oh, no. But it was a really cool process. We got to see decoction in action. Yes. It, it seemed like it was just a one-step decoction. Yes. I was too busy just laughing at decoction to even realize what they were yeah. talking about in the process. You don't remember from last week? I remember going on and on about decoction for... Yeah. It was good. And you know what the weird thing is? We actually learned about it when we were looking it up. And then when she was talking about it, it's like, oh, yeah. Do you? Okay. Oh, yeah. It's like, it makes sense. Yeah. When she says that, it all makes sense. Well, no. We also looked it up on Wikipedia last week. Or... No. Was it Wikipedia or was it a... Well, I looked it up while I was doing research for oh. the show, but I don't know what... Where you guys looked it up. Well, I binged it, and I think it sent me to Wikipedia. It probably sent you to Google and then to Wikipedia. (laughs) Does Bing have Wikipedia? Bing does have access to Wikipedia. Oh, that's odd. You have to go through the map of Peru, but... (laughs) (laughs) So, Joel, what do you feel about this beer? What's What's your first impression? I find it interesting that you guys are talking about the difference between the beard and the bottled uh, beers. And I think we could probably come to a conclusion on this, which is that the stuff that was bottled, or I'm sorry, stuff that was canned was kind of hard to really differentiate from other similar beers in mm-hmm. that, that genre. Um, but with the bottled stuff, it really stood out, which is why we picked this one, so. right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. So. The first thing I said when we when we drank it was, I think this is the one we should do. Um, so I liked it at the brewery, um, drinking it now and obviously I'm on a full stomach now cause we ate just about yeah. 40 minutes ago. <laughs> it's really hard to drink. Uh, it's, it's but, a bit yeah, heavier, right but now. at the brewery, it was my favorite beer out of the six that we took. We tried six different ones. Uh, and this is the, my favorite and, uh, it was the easiest to get down. I still like it, but on a full stomach, it's a little hard right now. They had a really cool process where you get the glasses that Mm -hmm. we're drinking from right now, and you also got six pours. So the equivalent of three beers. Six half pours, sorry. But they let you choose what you wanted your pours to be. Mm -hmm. So how many choices would you say they had? About 12 on the menu? Probably more. Yeah. If you didn't count the bottles or the premium stuff, because there's the stuff that had higher volume. Yeah, they had single marks and then double marks. So I'm looking at Ross's wristband right now. He uh, took yeah. mine. He took mine from me. When I did my sixth one, he's like, well, you won't be oh, needing yeah, this anymore. Yeah. And, and I was like, oh, okay. But he like just leaned over and just like... Yeah, there's three that are over 9%, yeah. and they take two marks. And so on, on my wristband, I have three Xs. So I got four single mark beers and then one double mark beer, which was the Barrel of Love 
which was their whiskey aged quad. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that one was really tasty, and we thought for a second, yeah, like, hey, maybe let's be... do it on the, on the episode, and then we were like, that would be a very bad idea. <laughs> very bad or very good. Yeah, bring out that true flavor of free beers in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> kind of like the uh, the Friends and Allies episode. Oh, oh yeah. Well, let, let's not. No, <laughs> that was a good. I liked it. It was a good I, time. I, I like that beer too. Yeah. Yeah. But let's talk about the brewery a little bit more. It is not Adelbert's, as some people might think. It's Adelbert's. And that was the number one asked question. Yes. To the uh, tour master. How do you say your name? Yes. Because it's named in tribute to the founder, Scott Hovey's brother, George Adelbert Hovey, or he was just known as Dell for short. Dole. You mean Dole. I would say the opposite of that. He was actually very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that I'm sure Ross is going to get to is that some of these beers have really interesting names. Yeah, because Dell was a world traveler who always enjoyed taking time out to enjoy a beer with his family and friends. And yes, many of the mainstay beers that they originally bottled are named for stories that he would tell of his travels. He loved to tell stories and they tried to take the spirit of his adventures and put it into every beer. So the story that sticks out the most to me is the story of Naked Nun. Yeah, that's the one that they like to push. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you hear that. You come up with your own story in your head. The story you came up with in your head is a lot sexier than the real story. (laughs) Yeah. So, Tony... What's the real story of Naked Nun? Well, you know, if you trust them, the story is Dell was in the Peace Corps and mm-hmm. was stationed, I think stationed Columbia. is the word for it, in yeah, Columbia. Was, yeah. And he went on a little excursion. I, I believe it was to help. Was it to help build something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it, like a missionary. Outside of the village to help build. Yeah, he I went, don't remember what he was doing, but they were working on something outside of exactly. the village. Exactly. At the very least, he went outside of the village mm-hmm. on a trip. Yeah. And then coming instead back of, to the village. Instead of taking the bus back with everybody, he decided to walk back to the village. And while he was walking back, apparently it was in the 70s, and we all know how the 70s were. You're damn right. He got ran up on Super by fly. some bandits. No. And they stole all of his money. And his clothes. And his clothes. And this dude was... Leave me something. Yeah, young dude, like, do you really need his clothes? Well, you know, Calvin Klein's go for a pretty penny (laughs) in Columbia. I've never seen purple underwear before, Calvin. Yeah. So he was wandering around naked on his way back to town, and he wandered up on a convent. And he wanted to preserve his modesty. So for some reason, according to the story, he went and hung out in the herd of sheep. Mm -hmm. And then the nuns saw him out there. They saw a random dude naked in the herd of sheep. And it wasn't Cutter this time. (laughs) For once, it wasn't me. Don't trust anything the sheep say. (laughs) They're all liars. They're all liars. So they gave him a blanket and I think maybe bus fare or something and he made it back to town so the naked part was the dude yeah the nuns were the helpers but as they say naked gringo doesn't just sound as good so mm-hmm. naked nun that's so what, what they you're went saying with. is there's no naked nuns in the story none no. at all there's none <laughs> okay <laughs> i was trying to work that in all story i'm glad thank you joel joel with the assist He's the Pete Maravich of joke tellers. Ooh, well, there you go. Mm. Pistol Pete. Pistol Pete. Pistol, Pistol Pete. Joel. Old Pistol, Pistol Joel. Joel. That's my name on Tinder for those people looking. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Quick draw. <laughs> <laughs> but so this is Dancing Monks. Yes. And so the story behind this one, uh, and the story is printed on most of the bottles, so I'll just read this one. Colombian monks could really cut loose during the annual retreat hosted by Dell at his lake house in Kenya. Wait, he invited the Colombian monks out uh, to his lake house in Kenya? Uh, I guess he He's a, he uh, made friends with them. And so after a, a glass or so, they'd be dancing. Just monking around. The hibiscus did not have a story. Imagine yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Did she explain why they used the hibiscus to begin with? I don't think they did. Yeah. They didn't get into that. 
Okay. What about the Philosophizer? That was pretty good. Did you have that as well? I've I had, liked I've it. I've had yeah. the Philosophizer before. So the Philosophizer, I think, was one that they modified and then put into the gin barrels and then became the Dream of Waterloo. I was yes. talking about the story. The story of the Philosophizer. Oh, oh I sorry. Did, I just I, heard I, that yeah. he was known as the Philosophizer. That was his nickname? Uh, mm. Yeah. So what was the other one? The the, the, the um, triple B. Triple, triple B. B. Yeah. Which is short for Bad Boy Brew. It is a triple. That makes sense too. That was the last one I tried. I thought the quad was the last one you tried. No, they have a couple quads. Mm. But the one that I tried was Barrel of Love, which was the whiskey barrel aged mm. quad. That one was pretty good. Hey Cutter. What's up, Ross? Have you heard of our sponsor, Harry's? Yeah, I I've heard of it. Well. You know, at Harry's, they make the finest men's grooming products and quality razor blades and ergonomically correct handles that won't break the bank, and they'll deliver them right to your door. So no more venturing forth only to have people recoil in terror. No, just go to your mailbox, shave Is your grundle. Is that the Dollar Shave Club? Uh, yes and no. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just put that in. Well, yeah, just end it right there. Harry's will cut you your hair. <laughs> so a little bit more about the brewery. It was founded in 2011 in what has become known as Austin's Brewery District. You know, you told me that earlier, and, you know, saying it, it does make sense. There's yeah. so much over there and so much good quality breweries yeah, over there. Uh, right nearby, Oscar Blues mm-hmm. and Circle. Oscar Blues isn't based out of Austin. Though. I think they just have an Austin. They're not from here, are they? I thought they were out of Colorado or something. I know they, they do have a brewery here, though. But very close to Circle, and I've been to their brewery and tap room, and that was a lot of fun. Austin Beer Works is right over there. And Fourth Tap. Mm-hmm. I've never. I don't know if I've heard of that one. They do Fourth a lot tap, of. Yeah. They do ciders, and I think they have a they, grapefruit they, one that's they, very they popular. Started, they started canning a lot more beer. Like uh, the store I work at, like has a lot of their beer. Four or five different SKUs of yeah. their beer. Yeah. Uh, Texas Independence Day. Speaking of holidays, yeah. that was this week. Uh, did you celebrate? Uh, yes. How did you celebrate? Punched Mexican. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that, that is the traditional way to celebrate. Yeah, I suppose. Is that is that how you guys celebrate? I'm not from Texas. I she just... doesn't even go here. Yeah, you know what I did? I had some red, white, and blueberry pie. <laughs> this ain't Fourth of July, Tony. <laughs> Texas flag, red, white, and blue. I like pie. I like pie. <laughs> Didn't have to punch anybody. Didn't commit a hate crime. That's all I'm saying. Most of my holidays, no hate crimes related. All right, so, all right how do we do that again? Try to go. Here we go. Hey, Cutter, how did you celebrate? Hey, Cutter, how did you celebrate uh, Texas Independence Day? I remembered the Alamo. <laughs> Yeah. So is that better? Is that how that's, I should have handled that? That's a little bit better. <laughs> well, somewhere in between. That's where mm-hmm. I need to go. I punched that- the Mexican while I remember the Alamo. <laughs> but it's like, Texas! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> punched Mexican! <laughs> Isn't that that song? What is that song? It's like, Texas, that's what I like about... That's the Are Dairy the Queen Dairy commercial. Dairy Queen commercial, yeah. Oh, I was thinking that's it was what Truck I like Month. About, that's what I like about Texas. <laughs> is that... Okay. Why did I think that was Truck Month? There's a whole lot of yeah. Texas commercials. There's also Texas Truck Month, which is what you're... Well, it's interesting, Joel, when you're saying the DQ, that's what I like about Texas. Dairy Queen is outside of Texas also, but it's like, DQ, we're also in Louisiana. <laughs> like <laughs> People, when I moved down here, people used to say, my town's so small, we don't even have a Dairy Queen. My town didn't have a Dairy Queen, <laughs> but I wasn't from Texas, so I didn't really understand what that meant. Now that I've been here in Texas for about 15 years, it's like, oh, wow, that was a pretty small town. Mm. When you're in Kansas, it literally just says, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, we got in the way. That would make a much less interesting three billboards, if that was the movie. Yeah, three billboards. Tomorrow night is the Oscars, though. When this finally gets posted, the Oscars will be over. I hope Phantom Thread Menace wins it. He's a clothing designer. <laughs> That's that Actually, movie, right? I don't know. Nah, I'd probably get sick of it. I just hope Sam Rockwell wins. 
Sam Rockwell oh, is so yeah, amazing. He, he's up for supporting actor. What's your favorite Sam Rockwell role? Uh, I have three of dances. them. I love when he dances. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but he dances he's, a lot. He's really yeah, and he's really great. In way way back, he's got a little dance in there. Even in Iron Man two, when he comes out on stage, okay, he's a. He's a billionaire weapons dealer with a government contract. He's coming out on stage doing a little disco dance. Did you see um, the one where he's a um, a contract killer? Oh, Mr. Wright? Yeah, or? Mr. Wright. He I dances didn't see in that. that. I don't think I, I saw did not that see one. that He one. dances in that, too. Oh, does he? Yeah, he okay. dances when he kills a guy, and then he dances with, uh, what's oh. her name? Anna Kendrick? Yeah, Anna Kendrick. Yeah. Okay. So my top three roles, Galaxy I can't remember. Quest? Galaxy Quest is number one. That was so weird, because it guy. was like probably 10 years until I actually saw that, and then I was like, that's Sam Rockwell. Yes. Oh, my brother and I quote that movie all the time. Yeah, it's a good that, movie. that's why it we don't is. hang out with you and your brother. So that's my number one. Moon is my second favorite of his. Moon, they just added to Netflix again. Yeah, I was going to say that. Moon, Moon is, is such really a good movie. Moon was also starring Kevin Spacey as the computer. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, But he didn't have any hands, so he, did, he didn't get to touch anybody. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's actually directed by Duncan Jones, which you guys might know is the son of David Jones. Wait, who, Duncan Jones is the guy with the locker? Room. No. The guy with the Ziggy Stardust and the spiders from Mars. Ooh. Wait. I'm David Bowie. Hmm. Bowie. Yes, he he was David Bowie. And Duncan Jones is David Bowie's son. He's done something recently, I feel like. He did Mute recently, which which is a Netflix original, which not very good. It's it's fine, but it's not. It's um, the dude from 40-Year-Old Virgin, right? Um, yeah, Paul Rudd is in Paul that. Paul Rudd, yeah. Paul Rudd is... With a mustache, right? He's yes, like a weird he, kind of creepy got, He's mustache. got a handlebar mustache <laughs> in there. And his he's got his buddy played by Justin Theroux. I don't think I know who that is. He's the evil DJ in Zoolander. Okay, I know who that is. Okay. Yeah. And also, if you would have looked at recently separated Jennifer from Jennifer Aniston. Aniston. Yes. <laughs> Wait, that's the same guy? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, he's doing well for himself. He's no, done they, well for himself for a long up. time. They wow. broke up, dude. They're not, yeah. he's not, not That's on his resume, though. Yeah, I think he'll do okay. What's your third movie, then? Oh, yeah. Seven Psychopaths. He I was good really, in it. Yeah, he, the movie wasn't good. Okay, I can, I can agree. And I was gonna say the um, what's the movie where he is the dangerous mind? No, no, no. Wait, not where dangerous. it's the Christian uh, archaeology movie or Sam? I want to say Sam Dean, but that's not the right oh, movie. Oh, Don Verdeen. He was really interesting in that. I, I really can't stand the director. It's the guy who did Napoleon Dynamite. Mm-hmm. The movie and had so Gentleman many Broncos. problems. Oh, of course. But he is really good. How, at it. how he? Ugh. Anytime he's in a movie, it's gonna be a good role. Getting back to Ross's original topic, I never got to talk about my Sam Rockwell movies. I don't know if everybody was gonna share, but I do feel like Sam Rockwell should be like fifty yeah. percent of this podcast. Um, oh, oh man, we, that that's gonna be our next podcast, the Sam Rockwell that would be podcast. Awesome. I would participate. <laughs> I feel like he's a sort of guy they'd be like fuck there's these four just, guys just who are doing up. it yeah it's like Whoa. he's done a podcast with bill burr because oh went to, they that's went, awesome they went to high school together and he's done a podcast he's one of like maybe five guests that bill burr's ever done without oh, cool. himself that's he, awesome he had sam rockwell on there that's awesome and it was really cool because they were just talking about like and you start to realize this guy is just like really down to earth and yeah. really really artsy and it's cool mm-hmm. to see the relationship but yeah that would be cool to have like a podcast where every episode's like about we just watch his movie and then discuss it afterwards yeah a couple of my favorite sam rockwell movies well of course moon mm-hmm. moon is really great confessions of a dangerous mind Remind me it's, what that it's is. It's the Charlie Barris story, the guy who started the dating game and the gong show in the 70s. I have seen and a trailer he, he for that. he wrote a book. I don't know if it was George Clooney's directorial debut, but it was one of the first movies that he directed. Wait, George Clooney directed that movie? Yeah. Because this is a really well-regarded movie. Yeah, it was. I thought it was really great when I saw it. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't. I probably saw Sam Rockwell in a movie before, but I hadn't noticed him. Also, The Green Mile. I thought he was really good. Oh, he and was he really good yeah, in Green Mile. Yeah, he doesn't Mile. dance or anything. He's the and he's not funny, and he's not the Sam Rockwell character that you that you like. But he just kind of disappeared. I know, I know I've seen him, and I always picture him smoking a cigarette. I just realized where it was from. Like I've seen him in a lot of things. Yeah, uh, I can never never I can never remember his movies. Like. Mm-hmm. Number one, Galaxy Quest. Yeah. 
Absolutely hilarious. No, I'm about to die. Yeah, exactly. That one's good. He was good, yeah. Matchstick Men was my second one. Oh. It's like, yeah, it's like, I, actually, I didn't think anybody would actually mention that. I, I actually liked Matchstick Men. Yeah, it's, like, it's it, good. It was, I it like was, it. Yeah. It's like, isn't it a cage film? But it's yeah. Like, yeah. It, was, it was good. Anything with con men is like... Oh, yeah. It's yeah. Like, I, I, okay. But the one that I, I literally was thinking of, and I, never, I, I always picture his face, but I can never remember what movie it is. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What? Yeah, yeah, he's the head right. thug. He's like smoking a cigarette. Like he's like, it's like menthols or regular. Check it out, man. Anything you guys want, we got. Anything you want to do, do it. You know what I'm saying? Anything. You got any cigarettes? Regular or menthol? Like that is him. The very first thing is like whenever uh, uh, Sam, the guy that's walking, like it's Sam Rockwell. I'm definitely like, gonna have to rewatch hilarious. that. Like, I know he's in a ton of movies, and so like, I always like his characters, yeah. but I can never remember his movies because he's yeah. always like secondary characters. So you mentioned Gentleman Broncos earlier. What was that? It was another Jared Hess film, so it's along the same lines. But there's a kid. He lives with his mom. His dad died. He writes science fiction book and he kind of worships this author played by Jermaine Clement mm. so the author yes the author and so he takes a writing workshop with his hero and the hero is Jermaine uh Sam Rockwell is the hero in his book that he's writing so he does this writing workshop and Jermaine Clement is giving him tips like hey your guy should do this or do that and do this and the kid says no, I don't want him to do that. I just want him... Anyway, he steals his story and publishes it as his own. So, and then, you know, uh, there's really not much to know about the movie. It's it's not that great, so... Jermaine Collins pretty good, too, though. Yeah, he is. And actually, I saw that when I was in L.A. at the Arclight, and he was there. It wasn't scheduled or planned or anything. He just showed up. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he was... He showed up in character. Oh, he always so that, I, I, was, that doesn't shock me at all. Yeah, like that, that was the best part. <laughs> it was pretty great. But Sam Rockwell in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, he is really great in that. If he doesn't get it, then, well, I don't have a lot of faith in awards shows as it is, but... If he doesn't get it, I, I, that's just it for me. And that would be Best Supporting Act? Yes. Hey, so Sam Rockwell was also in the movie of, what's it called? The, uh, oh, fuck. The Thanks for All the Fish. Um, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide Hitchhiker's to the Galaxy. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He was no. Zaphod Beeble Beeblebrocks. Hey, guys, you want to talk about some news? <laughs> Let's talk about yes. some news, Joel. So we, we, we drank Blue Owl a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, the former um, head brewmaster, he's going to actually leave them and start his own brewery. What? Yeah. Uh, Davey Pasternak, I hope I'm saying this right. Davey Pasternak um, and his wife, Alex, are going to start their own brewery where uh, it's called Rough House. And they're going to create some different types of beers. So uh, Blue Owl's pretty well, well known for having more... Um, I guess sour beers, a little bit more flavorable beers. And they're gonna actually gonna start their own uh system at this uh new roughhouse brewery. So they're gonna have something called a tree form farmhouse IPA. Um the Ona Farmhouse Amber. So you can kind of see where we're going here, all farmhouse, um, which is a, a table beer. And another style that they're currently uh kind of developing. They don't really have uh, when you when you learn about these breweries, they tend to have at least one or two that they're going to have, like, as their staples, and then they kind of move into others. Yeah, Farmhouse is uh, kind of one of those uh, either wild ales or, or something like that. Like, most of your sours or your saisons or, like, Belgian styles. Like, a lot of those are, are farmhouse-style ales, if you will. Yeah, something to keep in mind. We, hit, we did have some saisons today when we were at, um, at Delbert's. Um, so, yeah, they're going to move into a little bit more... Um, their own but it's interesting that this is somebody who was the head brewer at blue owl and leaving to start his own i feel like there's a lot of guys that do that they'll start at one brewery kind of learned the process and you know all that's involved the equipment that's involved and then they start their own brewery and so yeah this guy's going to start his own brewery and um it'll be interesting maybe hopefully we can start drinking their beers on the podcast shortly 
Well, it was a really interesting thing going on the brewery tour today where they talked about the two different kind of tracks you normally see with breweries, where one of them is you start very, very small and get that down perfect and then kind of scale up as you need versus Adelbert's. They started off with a huge capital injection up front and bought all of the expensive machinery from the get-go. So where they started, they started from the position of having all of this awesome stuff and then kind of ramped up volume as they've grown and grown versus some of the smaller people. If you start small, then you have to buy new stuff. And then what she said was you have to change your recipe along the way because you're going from, say, oh, I'm only really looking for 500 gallons to jumping up to a thousand, two thousand gallons versus where they're at right now. They had huge tanks walking around their brewery. I would easily say that they are very successful right now and looking very positive, like working in the industry for the past eight months. Like, uh, I can, I can tell you this straight up. It's like the fact that they're producing more beers, like not just because and they're not like your, your typical go-to beers like the fact they're producing more beers like it works for them and so like, and i i'm interested in a lot of their beers like i see them come out and I'm like wow i'm i'm intrigued i haven't had any of them but uh it's like they they seem like a really interesting company and anything is based belgian style which i'm into like i'm I, i'm definitely going to eventually try them at some point in time so um Something that's interesting that happened while well, maybe the last day, you know, we were at the brewery today. So yesterday, I guess the head brewmaster at Adalbert's is going to actually start his own. I'm sorry. Say, say it again. The guy at the place we just went to. Yeah. Isn't it? Uh, Adel Adelbert's um, is actually going to start uh, his own uh, brewing company. Not a lot of information, but it sounds like it was an eternal project where they tried to do some different types of brews. And he's going to actually um, start his own, uh, they're calling it Oddwood Ells. Um, and they're going to focus on something that they call uh, Tejano Brewery. Cutter is three beers in. So the rest of this podcast may go downhill. So Cutter, now that you're three beers in, is there anything that you want to tell us? Because we're, you know, catching up to you. We should not say catching up to you because you guys went to Adelbert's. You guys went to Adelbert's earlier today. You know what? Before I found out that it was Adelbert's, I was very confident that it was Adelbert's because I had heard so many people tell me that. The first time I heard of them was five years ago, and that's how it was pronounced to me, so that's how I've always pronounced it. But uh, anyway, I like them. I, I've always liked them. It's like anything that's usually given in a 750 I'm usually four because it's very Belgian Wait, style. Wait, are you saying you like anything that comes in this size, 750 milliliters? No, I'm saying that typically that size, it says to me that we know what we're doing. Because we make a bomber. Yeah. No, not not just that, but like with the cork and everything, it's very Belgian they style. They put a cork in their beer and that's quality? I've not had a whole lot of Belgian style beers. I'm not into them. So Adelbert's, the, the first one I had was the Philosophizer years and years ago. I actually had it on draft and I was really impressed. Didn't have them for a couple more years and I, I found that the, they had other beers out there. I've had a few of their beers, hadn't had this one. Really impressed. It's very light. I was expecting when I read the label earlier that it would be like 10% or something like that. It was 72 which is solid. It's not overly done. Like some of your ones can get really high in your Belgian styles. Very smooth, not extremely heavy. I felt it to be very enjoyable. Obviously not sessionable, but uh, I'd say a 750 like definitely would tide me over. The flavor was good. The weight was good. I'd definitely give it a one. Like a all around one. To me, there's very few things that I don't like. I'm going to find the positive in literally, literally everything that I like. Well, that's a really good perspective to have. It's somebody who finds the, the small joys in everything. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, we're going to do an episode where it's all shitty stuff yeah just to see what you squeeze out of it like oh we're doing natty light and, um what i like about this one is that it's cold <laughs> <laughs> it's something it's something to enjoy about it what do you think of the glass the glass i like it so they had three different options so traveling man is one of the names of the beers right there's another one that has like picture of what delbert what was the story for that one the traveling man because he was a traveling East man who was a traveling man so 
The devil's a traveling man. What? Did he go down to Georgia? A Delbert's a traveling man. He went down to Georgia and immediately regretted it. I liked Georgia when I went there. Oh. Yeah, because you got drunk and went to all the strip clubs. Did I tell you those stories? <laughs> you were drunk at the time, yes. I have been several you, times. You were there. Oh, that's right. That way. That's why they filmed The Walking Dead there. I mean, why else would they film it there if it wasn't for all the great shows? Because they give a lot of tax breaks. Yeah, so much stuff is filmed in Georgia. Is that what they call it when they give you a lap dance, a tax break? I don't think that's what they call it. I don't think that's what they're breaking. <laughs> Break your tax. <laughs> hey, in spirit of South by Southwest coming up. Oh, God. There's South a lot Southwest. of people that are going to be descending on Austin. And while we have a very diverse viewership. We have terrible traffic, so please avoid Austin at all costs. No, no. We're telling yes. We have fans in Slovakia. We have fans in... Um, Canada, New Zealand, Canada, New Zealand, and we want to give you guys a shout out. So if you guys are going to be in Austin for South by Southwest, give us a shout out. We avoid the downtown area and all of the major corridors of Austin. But hey, <laughs> if you happen to be in those areas, let us know. Yeah, we'd be happy to give you a shout out. We'll definitely do it. Hey, I would totally hang out with you guys if you text us, tweet us, whatever, Instagram yeah, us. Yeah, you guys can hang out with Joel. Oh, uh, yeah, you hang out with me. Also. Not the rest of us, but you can hang out with Joel. <laughs> we'll give you Joel. I may be willing to venture. For some Instagram followers, something else, I may be willing to venture. I'll enjoy the company of somebody from another country coming down and hearing me speak being lost to my sasquatch stories hey enjoy the one that you're with so we would love to give you some local recommendations if you're gonna be in town let us know what you like where you're gonna be generally let us know austin is full of free alcohol and free tacos during south by southwest so we do not have our fingers on the pulse of the south by southwest experience but at the very least we can point you in the right direction right and we'll never pass up free tacos and free beer we will totally pass up free tacos because joel we're what? adults Oh, okay. Yeah, we talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Free tacos are great, but we're not going to go out of our way and wait in an hour and a half line for a taco. That's what South by Southwest is. How long did it take everybody to realize that they would not wait in a line for an hour and a half for a oh, free taco? 28. 28? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I was making that mistake. When was the last time you waited an hour for a free taco? I know Clint's waited five or six hours for a free taco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> wow. Not even here to defend himself. Wow. <laughs> I uh, I I find it I find it difficult to wait thirty seconds for somebody to like pull out in a parking lot to like I'll drive halfway through a parking lot to get a, a, an immediate space to walk because like waiting sometimes is just ridiculous. What do you hate about South by Southwest? Pretty much everything. Preach it, um, brother. Um, it gets too crowded. The bands that play they only come for South by, so they they don't they don't come back on some other time that it's impossible to get to see their shows and it used to be years ago you could spend the weekend down there and you could do a bunch of free stuff and now it's almost impossible unless you have badges or mm -hmm. money spend a thousand dollars to go wait in line for a show right what also upsets me and this and the moon tower festival that'll be here in april is that artists know that those concerts conferences are coming up so they like schedule around it festivals. so for like i believe they're called festivals festivals show. so like the mid mid card level guys not the guys who can sell out the theaters um will come in april and then we won't have anyone like mid card level until probably probably the fall i would imagine hey cutter what's up ross Remember our sponsor, Harry's? I do remember our sponsor, Harry's. Well, you know, Harry's has their own factory in Germany. In Germany? Yeah. Aus Deutschland? Exactly. What does Aus mean? Aus means out of Deutschland. <laughs> okay. They turn high-grade steel into an efficient blade that follows orders unquestionably. Really? That yeah. sounds like something I might be interested in. Yeah. You'll have a shave so close, you'll proclaim mine comfort. <laughs> they have more than 600 German engineers, designers, and craftsmen and production workers whose only goal is to make sure your third razor lasts a thousand years. Well, I hope they work and be free. That sounds like a joke. Harry's will cut you your hair. <laughs> hey guys, uh, I'm 
I'm three beers in. But you're a beer and a half in, aren't you? Just, yes. Just a beer and a half in. Yes. But Tony's three beers in. Yes, Tony's But technically, we're all... Anyway, so... Mm, all right, no. Ross, why don't you start us off? So I've had a beer and a half, and I think that's it for me. A beer and a half and four. Yeah, we, we had a number earlier today, but it's just so heavy right now. Yeah. Well, we, al- we also had giant burritos, so... <laughs> That really affects it. Hey, that's yeah, my bad. It was a that's my bad. Choice. Is that what you're trying to say? I chose your mom that. Was and that's a terrible my bad. choice. <laughs> yeah. So I still like it. If if I didn't have a full stomach, I could easily drink three. But as it is, I I just want something lighter. Yeah. I, it's still a one for me though, but not not right now. Yeah. That totally makes sense. I like to think this is a beer because we did have the flights. Um, Wait, hold on, time out, Joel. How far in are you? Two and one quarter beers. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, but I had I had a, a half of one of these earlier, so I think I'm qualified to, to talk on this. Um, so we did go to Adalbert's earlier, and I'm sorry, what was the brewery? Isn't it? <sighs> no, Adele. Son of Adele a the singer. Adele Alberts. Bert like Bert <laughs> Nerdy. Oh, I was going to Burt Reynolds, but Gator was a secret. Gator. <laughs> So we, we've already been to the brewery. We've had a flight, um, at least half of this earlier, plus uh, five other beers. Yeah. And I feel at this point that I like this. I really think it's a, I'd call it a lounge beer. It's something you want to drink when you're just hanging out. Yeah, Maybe I can see even, that. I can even, I, I'm not a big fisher, but I would imagine this is something you wouldn't even mind just like sitting in a boat, fishing, and hanging out for the whole afternoon. Um, with I, glass, Joel. With <laughs> glass. Hey, you pour it into a Yeti cooler or a Yeti, and you'll be fine. Mug. Yeti mug. Growler. Yeah. Yeah, 20 ounces. Does Yeti make growlers? I don't know, but. 20, 30. They should. They should. Uh, they, don't, they, they should. should. Yeah. They should. Have y'all been to the Yeti store? I want to go to the Yeti store. It's an old U-ship store, apparently. It, anyway, anyway. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, this definitely seems like something you would take just when you're hanging out. Um, you know, on those rocking chairs at uh, Cracker Barrel and just hanging out. But that's what I would think of this. I, I like it a lot. And, and I, the first, maybe first or second sip that we had at the brewery, I, I mean, it was like, this is the beer we should yeah. be drinking for today um, out of all the different ones that we tried. So I give it a one. And uh, and unfortunately, we are drinking on a heavy stomach. So it's really hard <laughs> uh, to get far. Yeah, so, so you might not want to do that. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. And I would say I drank my three, and I had my three earlier, and this was a really good beer, but, you know, it is a little heavier. So as you're drinking it, maybe don't have a monster burrito right before you drink it, but it was good. We enjoyed the brewery tour. We enjoyed meeting the people at the brewery who are behind the beer, Mm -hmm. and that, you know, adds a few points on its own. But I totally enjoyed a lot of the beers that I tried there. There was like one or two IPAs that I really did not like. But for the six that I like really focused on, totally would recommend them. As a totally unbiased source. Are you unbiased? I am I'm extremely unbiased here as I uh, did not go to the brewery tour. But you've heard of it before. I had heard of it. And it's like I was I was on board like from a long time ago. It's like Belgian styles really are my jam i really do enjoy belgian styles this one very heavy i can see why uh, everybody else is uh, a little sluggish right now um but i i definitely enjoyed it it's like it's a it's very heavy very smooth though it's like the 7.2 is that what it was 7.2 alcohol percent yeah i believe so it wasn't as noticeable as like the the seven point uh whatever whatever it was from the uh the friends and allies yeah, it was it the IPA that we had was My friends and enemies. Right. It's like it this was a lot smoother, whereas that one's crisp. Both of them are ales. This one was delicious. I I definitely you could pair it with food. You could pair it with a lot of different foods, actually. It's like <laughs> not a giant burrito. I highly don't recommend a giant burrito to pair. And probably not the chips and queso as well. Yeah. Oh, well, you can't pass up queso. If yeah. There. I did not go to the brewery earlier. The stories, I assume, were amazing. Like the, the few that we heard or the, the ones that we may have heard. <laughs> but Adelbert's. Fantastic brewery. Like yes. I highly, highly recommend them just all the way around. The dancing, the dancing monk. 
fantastic beer just in general. One, you know, one. and you you try to just support people because they're local, and then people they go above and beyond. I get that this is a labor of love, like with Hovi, like he is doing this because of his brother, and it comes across. And so many of the beers we tasted today were amazing. Well, one of, one of the things is that he wants to make beers that taste good. Exactly. Yeah, and, and that was the cool thing. You could tell by the people that work there, they were very passionate, that they had a job that they really enjoyed. And, yeah, and that it, I think shows within the beer itself. But I'm curious, because we did go to a brewery tour today, how would you have ranked the beers that you had today? Like the ones that you tried out, the different six beers, if you can remember all of them. How did you guys enjoy all of those? I'd say five out of six. You liked five? Which one did you not like? Uh, there was one of the IPAs. Scratch and Hippo I was not a fan of. Yeah. The Hippo was one that like I picked because of the name. Right. We hit about nine of them, I'd say. Yeah. We wanted to share the experience is what we were looking for. So there were a couple where we all had the Saison or we all had the, I'm trying to think of what, uh, the double maybe. Uh, there were a couple that we doubled up on. Would you say the Dancing Monks? Yeah, this is one that we all had there versus like only Ross had the mango because mango is something weird. Like you wouldn't all want to try the mango. Hitting nine out of twelve is. I feel like we're getting a good idea of the brewery. We did. We did sample a couple of them. So many breweries have so many bullshit random directions they go into that you don't want to try every single. Would you say Adelbert's is one of those breweries? I'm saying that you know they told us that they went into random directions. That's one of the things they said. I probably wouldn't like. Yeah, and they were very clear on that. They were like, "Hey, we are trying." Most things. of your most of your Belgium style like the. St- st- breweries will do that just because just and that's okay like it was like the coffee and chocolate had no chocolate in it just uh, bitter yeah it was bitter and it was heavy on the coffee but no chocolate and it's like okay i like coffee there's a lot, but there's a lot, there's a lot of similarities between coffee and chocolate though. i get that but if you tell me something is coffee and chocolate i'm looking for a little bit of chocolate a little bit a little bit what kind of chocolate are you looking for oh i want dark chocolate <laughs> Well, then you're looking at coffee because it's very, very bitter. It's very, very bitter. I think Tony was making a joke there. That was a joke. That was. Thank you, Ross. <laughs> Thank you for helping me out on that. But in summary, I would totally go back to this brewery. But there are so many amazing breweries in that area. I want to compare them against what's around them, whether that's Oscar Blues, whether that's Circle, whether that's, you know, everything that's in that little corridor. I want to try Beer Circle. Works. Tonight, uh, all ones, although we didn't finish three beers in. No, well. We finished more than three beers in. I've had three today. Clint's here in spirit, even though him and uh, him and Chance were there. Clint was stuck in the hot tub time machine, so he won't be back till next week. Oh, he went back in time and watched Chance get made. Is that what you're trying to say? Ooh, is, is Chance a made man now? I gotta watch out for that guy. Anyway, thanks for oh, joining us. Oh, get made in the. Uh, oh, I thought you were saying like in the gangster. No, like oh, I was God. like, holy shit, That's is Chance a made man? Yeah, but it, I thought it was a cutter joke, so I didn't it, laugh. It was. It was a cutter joke. Oh, yeah. so you you mean like his parents? He, he really? watched him I was made. I was referencing our first episode. Is what I was referencing. Man, I gotta go back. I gotta go back in time and listen to this episode. Because you guys reference it a lot. It was the best part that Tony wasn't there. Hey, you know, onwards and upwards. Uh, yeah, we, we learned from our mistake. Why do we fall? <laughs> so oh. we can pick Tony up on our podcast. Yeah, but thank you, listeners, for being on this journey with us. We really enjoyed exploring Adelbert's Dancing Monk. It was a fun field trip. It was a very fun adventure through a growing but very well-established brewery. Yes, these other guys really enjoyed it, enjoying Adelbert's before the podcast. Hey, are there any other social media shout-outs? Yeah, we did have a couple. So actually, this wasn't... Well, we mentioned it earlier, but we had six downloads in New Zealand last night, so... Keep going, you Kiwis. <laughs> Go Kiwis. Um, we'd also like to make a shout out to Brewery Stalker 2 and the Hoppy Couple for their congratulations. We actually had one of our members who's not here today, uh, Clinton, had his birthday 
Well, Clinton couldn't be here today. Hey, you know, but they had a great time out there in the hot tub. So we want to wish him a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Clinton. And we also want to... Like a dick. We also want to... Uh, uh, the people on Three Beers In wanted to let you know we do, res- we do practice responsible drinking. So, you know, always do a safe ride and reach out to your, you know, your Ubers and your Lyfts or your designated drivers. We always want to make sure you have a happy ending. Is that that? I think that's what Mothers Against Drunk Driving was going for. I, I'm pretty certain that's what it was. Mm-hmm. That's like, our tagline. That, well, it is now. <laughs> Hopefully. All right, guys. Thank <laughs> you for joining us on this episode seven of Three Beers In. This is the podcast. This is the podcast. This is the podcast. This is the podcast. This, this is, is the, the podcast. podcast. Thanks for sticking around. If you liked what you heard, leave us a review. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podbean, Google Play, and TuneIn. You can find us on our Facebook or Twitter at 3, the number 3, Beers In Podcast. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. And if you didn't like us, why the hell are you still here? You should have turned this off long ago. Maybe you're just going to listen to us anyway. You should probably subscribe too. And if you would like a transcript of our podcast, write down everything that we just said. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. <laughs>